Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Peace Talk is brought to you by How to Afford Everything, a new book by Dr. Darla Bishop. Hey, what's happening? Thank you for listening to another episode of my pod, Peace Talk. This is Day Peace, and we are in the end games right now. For all those Marvel Avenger, hey, uh, we are counting down to my final episode of the pod, and I just, I came up with a number, got willing, I would reach that, and then that's it for, for Peace Talk. It's been a lot of fun. Started it right before the pandemic, and, uh, you know, we were seven seasons in, and I've had, it's been dope. I mean, honestly. I just I don't I don't know if I have much more in me to to keep doing this, you know, twice a week. And honestly, I I just also feel like as far as content, what what more can I talk about? My ugly baby. Okay, he's not even ugly anymore. Okay. That's money down the drain. Okay. Like if I can be honest with you. Look, part of me wants to just get this vasectomy swapped, swip swap, okay, and just start and make another one. You know what I mean? And just put money on the tables in Vegas. Like, hey, 50% of you're going to be ugly. Or she. Okay. <laughs> but uh, let, let me start with the uh, reason why I wanted to do this episode was I just recently got back from uh, Traverse City, Michigan, which, to be honest with you, every time I go to Michigan and it's not Detroit, it feels like I'm experiencing Michigan for the first time, which is which is wild because most, you know, for for most of my 19 years when I grew up there, we didn't go outside of of Detroit. I mean, we went to Dearborn or Southfield, like you know, like suburbs. But uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't. I've been to Lansing once. I think that was for a school trip. Went to Kalamazoo. I want to say twice. That was go. That was to go to the zoo also for school. That was about it. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, just recently I was in the UP, uh, at Cedar river, Michigan, my, my brother who is in prison, we, we've visited a couple of places, uh, in the UP in Jackson. Like I just, it, it feels like, I remember when I first watched American pie for the first time and that was set in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I was like, where is this Michigan? And after kind of getting back from Traverse City, which I also much wanted to call call it Traverse, but it's Travis. Like it's like a like a what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up? What's your name, Travis? It I can understand it. Uh, <laughs> Traverse City is uh, also known as Cherry Capital. However, more recently, which I was told. It's one of those things where someone tells you something, you just got to go Google it. Like, is that correct? Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, besides being called Cherry Capital, it's also uh, most recently being called uh, the Cocaine Capital of the United States. Uh, yeah. <laughs> someone was like, yeah, the, the, the amount of cocaine <laughs> in, in this place. 
it's like it's it's like a lot of cocaine money that's being invested and like like it's it's a really it was a cool experience and uh that that's what the episode should be about so let me let me focus and uh i i did not get any cocaine if you're wondering i've uh i've only i've only tried it once <laughs> and i don't even know if it counts but it's my story okay i was it was actually at the end of my second uh album recording I went back to the hotel and uh, there was uh, a comic on the lineup that that had some. And it was just like, hey, it was out. And and they were engaging, indulging in 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 the powdery stuff. And I was like, I've never tried this. I mean, I've just recorded my second album. Hopefully, you know, little I, do I know it, it'll become, you know, debut number one on Amazon and iTunes. Whatever, you know, whatever. But... <laughs> Little do I know what would come of the second album. So I'm like, hey, I want to, can I try this? Can I be, I'm cool. And I did like the <laughs> the stuff that you see on, you know, Law and Order or any cop program where they like dab their pinky and they, they take a little bit and they put it on the teeth and the gums, like let it numb the gums. The amount that I put on my, my pinky finger, um, I'm sure could not have gotten the fly high. Like <laughs> I'm sure if a, if a fly buzzed and landed on the, on the, the mountain of cocaine, that would have been way more than the little dab that I, that I had on my finger. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was so like scared of, of, you know, I don't know, getting hooked on it. I don't, I don't know what what the thoughts that go on in your mind about taking drugs. I guess for the first time, but I didn't even want to see how much I I consumed. It was it was that like, uh, you know. <laughs> so, so that's my that's my list. That's my drug dealing, cocaine kingpin story. Okay, I I am. <laughs> but anyway, it's the first time. First and only time. I have no desire. Not not against anybody that's out there um, powdering your nose. Feel free. Uh, do it in moderation. I don't know. I guess we're. This is a drug. <laughs> Let's just do a quick little like PSA. Like, hey, you know, if you're gonna drink, drink responsibly. If you're gonna take, you know, a lot of cocaine, do it around, you know, family and friends. Listen, I'm getting off the point. Point is, I got accepted into this comedy festival and i've talked a lot about comedy festivals i don't know if i ever like uh go a little deeper into it so that's what i want to do now there's comedy festivals that happen all across the country there are you know major cities there are a lot more popular ones or a lot more prestigious if you will like oh my goodness you got into this one and there's only like i mean maybe a dozen or so of those you know, like, hey, these are some of the best. What I rank, like how I rank uh, a comedy festival for all intents and purposes is the talent, right? It, I think for for me to be at a festival with comedians from all, all across the country, it, it, and you have to submit. So, you know, the the belief is they're not just chosen random, that someone watches their videos, their submissions, their information, they select them amongst 
you know, a a stack of other comedians that are are looking to to be accepted into the fest. And then once they make it there, they prepare or bring their their best five or seven or ten whatever time that they're allotted on the on the on the show. So the idea is th- this 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 individual is talented enough to 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 beat out everybody that that they did right. And so <laughs> that's that's where I fell in love with altercation comedy in Austin, Texas. I mean, it's one of those like it don't really matter the show. Like <laughs> it could be at noon, it could be a brunch, it can be at uh ten thirty that goes to three o'clock in the morning, which I dipped out. I didn't stay that long, but they had like no matter when the show is, the lineup is going to have some incredible talented comedians, just some killers, right? Like just oh my like, are you serious? I gotta follow this guy now or who's this I I need to know her name. I need to know where she's at. Like it's it's one of those. And so that is always kind of like, okay, if I go to a, let's say I go to a comedy festival and it, it, it doesn't have that, right? It just, it feels like the people were, were selected. Like, Hey, uh, we need a, a black comedian. So here, boom, we need, you know, more women comedians here. Boom. We need a trans or LGBTQ. Like those things happen and they exist. You never want to feel like you are part of the, you know, the statistic or whatever, like, hey, we, we need a black comedian from Iowa. Boom. Let's throw <laughs> let's throw day piece in. You want to feel like it's your merit that that has allowed you to be accepted in and put in these positions. But that's not always it, because the truth is there are some incredible festivals that are ran by shitty people or not great comics or not this, not that. And on the on the flip side, there are some incredible people out there that is doing as much as they possibly can to make this an experience. And that's what the 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 TC festival that I just came from, like that's what it was. It was an experience. It was like something I have never uh encountered. First thing, I mean I'm just trans you know, transparent. They they pay you, which on average you do not get paid for comedy festivals the only people that get paid are the headliners so if you get you know booked to headline a festival or a night or something like that, they pay you and they will set you up uh, as far as somewhere to stay they did both of those two things for every everybody that was on the fest that right now blows my mind i mean we're talking i believe 60 plus comedians and and the the two people behind it, uh, I don't know if they'll ever listen to this, but Mike and Ann, and and they they had they had also a lot of volunteers. I actually tried to volunteer for one day, but I didn't get the information back, so I ended up taking it as like a a a, a not a what do you call it like one of those days where um, a recovery day. I'll get to that in a little bit, but it I, like it it just it felt like. Uh, when I used to work retail for over 10 years, we would go to Indianapolis for national managers meetings. Like it would be like, it felt like that, which is a different feeling than a lot of comedy festivals. Cause a lot of comedy festivals are, in my opinion, it's kind of like summer camp 
Okay, listen, I didn't go to summer camp, so this is just my idea of what I think summer camp is. So let's let's just go there. But yeah, I mean, you see, you see comics that you haven't seen in in a long time. You meet new comics. It's it's you know you get paired up, so you you get um, accustomed to the the people that's on your lineup or that are on you know the days that you are stuff like that. But like, and then there's sometimes there are festivals that they do like these team building or team bonding events, which are great, uh, especially for people coming into town. I I didn't really experience that in Iowa because even though I live in Iowa, I'm two hours or three hours away from the comedy festivals that I had actually attended. So it's a little bit of a different feeling. It it does for me feel like uh, an out of state actually. For the last Iowa festival that I did, I, I was uh, I had a show Wednesday and Thursday. Drove down Wednesday, did the show, drove back, and then drove back down again on Friday, and then drove back. So there wasn't like a I was gone for three days. It you know it was it was very much like a show. Uh, when I was in Michigan, these this was like it, you know like again it felt like a conference. You know, they 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 had events, but they also had like uh, shows just back to back, multiple venues. One was an opera house. That was my first night. Then it was a comedy club, which was my second night. Then the last show was the third night or it was actually the fourth night of the festival. I got there um, on the second day, technically, because uh, it goes from Wednesday to Saturday. I got there Thursday. And then my last show was at a, thir- a different venue, sold out. Uh, just, it was insane. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's one of those experiences for me. That's like, I love this. Like, this is why I do it. I, I missed my daughter's first dance recital because of this fest. And, uh, there, there was no regret. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was great for two minutes. And to be honest with you, I know I'm joking. I would have loved to see that. You know, we, we've been taking her for the last few months and it's, you know, every Thursday and it, it's, it's a financial uh, investment because we, we wanted her to have something because the boys are in school and sometimes, you know, Kai, middle child, he'll do soccer or some type of sport event. And then Drake, Otis, he's right now doing chess. And it's like, what, what can Kobe have? So uh, I miss that. And uh, not only did I miss that, I had another, I had another gig booked <laughs> that Saturday. Like in my mind, I thought it just was going to be like a, you know, let me let me go to this fest, do these shows, meet some people. Network is is really the big thing, and then I'm out. And it wasn't that for me. It was almost it was almost spiritual. You know, like one of my one of the things one of my big takeaways from a comedy festival is is like being recharged like being refocused having that like okay when i get back here's what i want to do here's how i want to attack certain things um and and i i felt all of that you know it was it was it was something so let let me let me i'm getting a little ahead of myself but here's how it works a comedy festival has a you know early bird or submission like hey apply to our our fest then they have all of these like Here's what you need to do. And most cases, you send a video that's about five minutes or so. And it's not like a clip show. You know, it's not like, hey, here is one video of me doing 
five different jokes at five different locations or venues. Just a just a five minute set of uh you know good video, good good audio, obviously good joke or material in a in a in a video that has good crowd uh you know interaction or or crowd laugh. Like you don't want to submit a five minute video and, and a room full of people and nobody laughing. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those pick your best videos of your representation, you know. We live in a business, and one of the things that I take I take away from 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 the comedy fest that that is going into like boop is Pam, which is an acronym for personality, appearance, and material. Like those are the things that you are judged on, and it's in that order because your personality is kind of one of the first things that you see, and then the appearance, how you look, clearly, and then the material comes after. And sometimes you can skate off of you know PA. And the material doesn't have to be amazing. Sometimes you can't. You like your material can be out of this world, but those first two aren't right. So it kind of forces you to miss out on opportunities. But anyway, you submit. You are chosen. You if you if you don't get in, they send you the reject email, which I've gotten a few of those. I mean, I I, I like to say I'm about fifty percent of the fest that I've applied and gotten into. But I also haven't applied to that many, right? Because it 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 costs money, it costs money to travel, it costs money to find somewhere to stay, it costs money to eat, and then that that's just like survival, <laughs> you know. And then it's all the other stuff like making sure you, you know, leave extra money uh, in the hotel room for room service, or when you go to these different venues that you over tip the wait staff, just small things like that that can can go a long way. And and so I don't do a lot of those because financially I have to I have to afford it. So like I'll do gigs, I'll do shows, I'll save money and then I'll apply to this, that and the other. And if I get in, the plan is I need this amount of money to make that trip. But this was different. This was, hey, don't worry about where you're going to stay. And it was an incredible hotel. Like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a point now where I'm, I'm staying in a lot more hotels because of the gifts that I'm getting and, and the traveling that I'm doing. And when I pay for the hotel, you know, I, I look for your, your decent, you know, affordable. If I'm with the family, then we want something that makes us feel comfortable. That's nice. Uh, I remember one hotel that we stayed at as a family. It, would, it was like a, an, a, like a great hotel room for like a couple you know, like the hotel was nice, but it didn't have like a, like none of the things that the kids want. So it was one of those, like, we like this, maybe we would stay here, but then we got to think about hotels for like, Hey, what would the kids enjoy? So yeah, like it was like, don't worry about all that. We got that. And we're going to pay you at the end. And <laughs> this is, this is just me being shitty, but like, let, let me just do it. I don't think every, every comic was there trying to or bringing their a game there were some that were were standouts and it's obvious like we're all here for the same reason like we want to entertain a room full of people we also want to showcase our skills and 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 our material things like that but some 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 comics didn't do that i think or maybe they 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 tried they just kind of fell short which happened to me. I had three different sets. 
I did three. I opened most of the sets the same, and then I I do a different joke or bit depending on how much time I had. My first set was 10. Then my second set was a 15 minute, which was my favorite because I was able to kind of stretch my legs and do a little bit of extended time. And then my last set was only six minutes. And as a professional comedian, especially on a fest like this, you want to be mindful. You just, you don't, you don't want to be the comment that goes over or takes time from someone else. So I was really like conscious of hitting my time and not doing more seconds than, than I was, I was asked to do. Ladies, you've probably heard me share about her bra replacements that fit basically any cup you can think of. Did you know that she also has a podcast called Soul Purpose with Shamama? This woman loves to support your back, your front, and your mind. To connect with her to ditch your underwear bra or feed your soul, visit www.myshamama.com and tell her day sent you. We're going to pay you. We're going to set you up in a nice hotel let you meet and be around some 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 great minds i mean <laughs> some of the comics just i mean the first night i got a chance so i, I drove 11 hours it's like 10 and a half but you know a couple of stops and a couple of cup of coffees we're a little over 11 hours straight i drive from iowa i actually went like basically north of iowa to minnesota to wisconsin um no that's not that's not true that's not what i did uh, went through Minnesota to Illinois and then through Illinois to Indiana, then through Indiana, uh, kind of starting from the bottom of Michigan all the way up to, uh, to Travis city, which is North kind of below the, the UP. Uh, it's very close to Canada. <laughs> okay. Like it, it, like I should have just went to Canada, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I drive straight there. I check into my room. I thought I was going to be sharing a room with another comedian, which I've done at other fests. I, I remember one fest, we were in like a bunk bed situation. It was like a, it was like a room and it had like, I don't know, eight beds. It was, it was wild. <laughs> uh, but again, sometimes you, bakers can't be choosy. You know, it's like, this is what they have for you. You have to be gracious and accept it or don't accept it or find your own place, which again costs money. But anyway, uh, check into my room. It's, it's it's goddamn beautiful. I shower, get dressed for the show, and then I head right over to the venue. And what was dope about it was I didn't get a chance to to check in with the fest, so I didn't get like my bag and like my badge and the things that that come when you go to these fests. You get like these goodie bags, and I mean. I'll say it like the, the best, the better your bag is, the better the fest. Like, again, as far as like appearance, like when you get that bag and you get to ruffle through and see some dope shit in there, you're like, oh, this is, this is going to be a good, it's going to be a good fest. I once did a fest that had, uh, they was giving everybody brown bags, brown paper bags. It had like a, a fruit, <laughs> it had a fruit item. Uh, a fruit snack and uh, I think aspirin like a little thing of a generic aspirin and and then I think your badge I think that was in there I could be wrong this was a few years ago 
But this bag was one of those jawstrings. Had a had a had one of those metal cups from uh, the local casino. Um, it had a lip gloss. It had a car. It had a stack of cards of all the comedians' headshots. And part of it was you're supposed to go and, and, and meet everybody and get signatures from everybody. I didn't do any of that. I, I signed a, a few. But it was like a lot of small thoughtfulness that had went into this. Like, again, just fucking bravo to this team. But it it almost felt like I was I was wooed, you know? <laughs> you know, like you meet somebody and they just sweep you off your feet. I was swept off my goddamn toes. This was... Like I wanted, I almost wanted to stay. Like that's, like, you know, when you get too comfortable, you take your shoes off. Like, look, let me just. I mean, are they, are they, are they selling houses here? First of all, we couldn't afford to stay there, no way. But anyway, uh, so I go over to the first venue, which was the Opera House, and uh, on stage is an incredible, funny uh, lady uh, by the name of uh, Zay Zainab Johnson. She, uh, I mean, she tours all over, but, uh, she was on, I think America got talent. She was on one of those big shows. Um, maybe, maybe last comic standing. If, if I, if I'm not mistaken, her career has taken off and I walked in and I, I saw probably about 15 minutes of her. She, she was supposed to do 45. She ended up doing an hour plus, and then I headed back to the green room and I just kind of found it because I didn't know where I was going. And by the time I kind of make it back there, she's there. And I just like, fantastic job. And this opera house had like two green rooms. They had like basically a headliner room and like a, a non-headliner room, which I didn't actually know the difference. So I just made my way in the one that nobody was in. Come to find out it was it was, Zay, it was Zaynab's uh, room. And we ended up talking for like, I don't know, five to 10 minutes, you know, just say, how'd, how'd your set go? And, um, she, she talked to me like, <laughs> this is stupid, but she talked to me like a normal person, you know what I mean? Like as a comedian, sometimes we grade you on how long you've been doing it. Right. So if you're like a year in, you're like a one year old, if you're five, 10, 20, so on and so forth. And, uh, Sometimes you feel like you're talking to a peer, you know, like, Hey, you do what I do. You're just in a different place in your career. But, um, for this time that we're, we're, it's, we we're equals and, uh, it was, it was super graceful, super. It was, it was almost one of those like, Hey, can we just, can we just take a picture and, and, and hold each other? Like, you know? <laughs> like it was, it was like magical. Right. Cause she doesn't know who I am. I know who she is and I respect the shot of her. And, you know, if you want to talk about women comics that are just killing it right now, uh, she is in that, that conversation. And, and it, honestly, it, it supersedes just being a, a woman comic. She is, when you're talking about like who is working right now, when you see their names, should you go to their, absolutely. Uh, but we just had to, like this dope conversation and then she trickles out and then the lineup of people that is on the show with me, they kind of start all coming in and it's all women except for myself and the host. And we just start having this fucking great green room conversation. I'm telling you, my, some of my favorite parts of comedy shows is the green room conversation. When there's a green room, when we can talk and be us and not have to be shh because people can hear, you know. 
we it was just it was just great it was a great introduction to some of the comics that i was gonna um meet during these these three days for me uh then there was like a an after party or like a welcome party after that and at this time i'm exhausted <laughs> i've driven 11 hours and I go to the after party just to be seen because part of doing sometimes these events is, you know, just being visible. And then after that, I, I, I went and crashed. I went to uh, back to the hotel and I don't even think I took like a Advil PM or it, it like I just was t I was just tired. I mean, my head hit the pillow. I was pretty much out the next morning. Wake up a little after 10 and i was supposed to be on like these panels that they had like hey who wants to talk and and, and volunteer to be on these and I, I just like i put my name for all of them like i'll do it whenever whatever you need i was supposed to be on the first one i didn't know that <laughs> and that was information that went out that I, I must have missed which is the reason why i got up at 10 and not at nine and i was like let me just go down to the gym you know what i mean and they're like no you're supposed to be on this so i checked in got my little badge got my little fancy bag paid for the things that i needed to pay for because they provide certain services like video or uh, headshots, which they, they charge for, which which is smart because like you're here. Why not? Plus, they giving you money. Like, why not invest some of that money back? But I'm getting off the point. I snuck my head into the first panel. I stayed for the second one. And then I was like, I haven't really eaten <laughs> anything for a very long time. So um, I made my way out. And we're back in Michigan and they have dispensaries. And there's a story that I tell about my going to my high school reunion last year and that not working out due to pretty much going to a dispensary. And uh, so I went there and I loaded the fuck up people. Okay. I, I dropped, I dropped uh, some money. Okay. And let's, let's, let's be clear. I don't got it like that. So some money to to me might be $50. And to you, you might be like, look, I, I lost $50 last week, but uh, I, I dropped $61. Okay. On edible ca uh, cannabis. And uh, I feel like it was a very great investment. Uh, <laughs> the, the second night. So and I, I went to little Caesars, which was kind of cool because I was, I was there talking to the lady and just just to say this, Little Caesars is better in Michigan than other places that I've gone. But that's just like a Michigan thing. But I <laughs> uh, I make it back. I, I, I eat some of the food, but not a lot. Because if you've been listening, I throw up, which I did. I mean, I ate. The food was delicious. Like 20 minutes goes by and my body was like, why did you do this? You know you're about to go out to a show day. Let's just go ahead and get all this out, you. <laughs> so, um I also had stopped at like a Myers and bought like uh some uh what did I get? Like uh butter better made chips and uh I got some a local wine and, and a local bag of coffee, and, you know, stuff that I, I like to pick up on my way. And uh <laughs> I got a little bottle of of uh Jack not Jack. I don't I don't fuck with Jack Daniels. Um Crown Royal. I, vanilla's been my favorite right now. So got a little bottle of that. So I'm drinking that at the hotel room because they're all kind of close walking distance to to the next spot. I go to a comedy club, Traverse Comedy Club, and it was it was a fun little room. It didn't look it did not look like what I thought online. It was actually a dope 
real it's actually a dope little room um it it kind of has like a banquet hall feel but it it just it it also has a, a comedy club vibe like they know what they're doing and then the owner there was he was just like i don't think he was coked up but if he told me he was, I would absolutely believe it. <laughs> he just had that energy, like, hey, what you drinking? And he just kept feeding us a bunch of drinks. And then the headliner for that show, he brought in food. And he was like, you don't want that food. My food's better. So he just, like, made a platter for us, like a as like appetizer sampler, which, again, I couldn't eat before the show. And then by the time I was done with my set, the food was all, you know, not hot. So I was like, let me just... Let me just, I'm going to wait for that little Caesars that I got in the hotel. And then uh, I I decided to pop my gummy at that point. Actually, it wasn't a gummy. It was white chocolate, which is my absolute favorite. Whatever this brand is, it's like little bites of white chocolate infused. And that didn't hit. And I'm still drinking. And then uh, we there was an after party. Again, there was like, they do karaoke. Which I, I went and again, I skipped out. I was like, look, here's what I really want to do. I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit. I just want to go home or go to the hotel, pass out, uh, have another drink, heat up my uh, <laughs> my Italian cheese bread. But there was no microwave. <laughs> there was no microwave in my room. There was one in the hotel, which I didn't find until the last night. But I ended up going back, making it back to my room <laughs> safely. But there was like cars lined up because they have valet and I didn't want to leave my car. So I walked up. So I, I got there, walked up to my room, made a drink or something. And I'm like, I don't want to just leave my car. There. So I walked all the way back down. <laughs> and these are like, you would feel proud of me on how I was feeling and what I was able to do, how responsible I still was about everything. And then eventually my car gets parked. I go back and then I kind of just pass out. And then that was it. And then my final day, I didn't do anything like not a damn thing. I mean, I stayed in bed for most of the day and I thought it was like the gummies or the, the, you know, like the hangover, but it wasn't any of that. My body was literally just crashing from just being on the go since I got there. So I, if I'm ever, if I have the opportunity to go back, uh, I will try to take that extra day because I, I would know that my body will need at least, you know, just like a, Hey, we're going to sit this one out. And I hated that. It was the last day of the fest ended up performing on a dirty show, which was the first uh, sold out show of the event for all the shows that, that eventually got sold out. And it was, it was just cool. I, I saw some really, really funny comics, a lot of them uh, in Michigan. And I don't know. I just, I just felt excited to get back and not only excited to like start applying to more festivals again being able to afford them hopefully but just understand that i gotta put more work into what i'm doing right now and then maybe that's part of why i want to kind of ease back on the the podcast because as as dope it is, as it is to share this information and the story with you and everything I also, i'm starting to look at it like the day on these are 30 minutes i could have just sat down and write whether it's a good joke or bad joke but getting those creative juices flowing. Uh, then I got in the car, drove 11 hours back and uh, got a, a check. And it was just like an amazing way to start 2024, especially for, for a comedy festival. Just just being out 
and and traveling and just trying to do this. I don't think people realize how much <laughs> how much I I I I give or put in and uh you know, you don't always get it back. You just always hope that you're building something uh or towards something and uh yeah, it was it was a really really cool experience for me. So uh I got some shows lined up and you know what to do if you've been listening this long. You can hit my link tree, see my schedule. Um and yeah. So look, we got some more episodes coming. Uh shout out to Sarah who uh has sponsored the the last couple and then I have a uh young lady with with a book that that I've run some ads with, Dr. Darla. Like I appreciate you. She she was uh, the only person to sponsor the entire season. So she'll like put up some money up front and uh, we're just going to keep running those ads. Uh, I bought the book myself. I haven't started it. So maybe I can uh, like read it with you as, as my final episodes kind of dwindle down and, you know, we can learn how to get rich together. So <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll be back uh, shortly and uh, y'all be good. It's getting warm out there. So uh, bring out the shoulders. <laughs> Thank you.